Hello, friends. Sarah and Therapy Jeff here once again for your favorite therapy podcast. This changes everything. How are you doing, Therapy Jeff? I'm doing really good. It's a beautiful day in Portland, Oregon. How are you? Uh, it is a snowy day in Colorado. What? Already? Yeah. Fully snowing outside today. How do you feel like about that? Like hours of snow. I'm okay with it because I'm a big fan of ski season, snowboard season. That's right. That's of right. Of the powder, as they say. <laughs> oh, God. The powder. Yes, people hate when I call it that. I'm like, yeah, it's a powder. I'm like, oh, for Pete's sake. Yeah. I love it. I'm really big into uh, uh, co- being cozy, too. Mm-hmm. I, love a, I love a cozy season. Mm-hmm. And... You know, my boyfriend's house has one of those like fireplaces where you just push the button and the fire comes on Mm. and like, it just like feels like you need to read a book and like cuddle. I am moving in with you and your boyfriend. That sounds fantastic. Yes. We love that. We're all about it. (laughs) Are you into uh, pumpkin spice lattes? This is funny. You even mentioned this because so I I would say uh, my boyfriend and I, uh, we would fall more into like the I don't know gothy hipster category right. than like the basic category mm-hmm. and so for fun we just this weekend had what we called a basic bitch I saw Saturday. you posted on Instagram and you looked oh, yes. amazing I love those boots it's <laughs> so funny because I'd be like that's a fantastic outfit and I was like okay what would be the most like cliche she's going pumpkin like looking at a pumpkin patch or going like to have her pumpkin spice latte in a pumpkin patch to take posy photos what would she wear so i did like the knee-high boots mm-hmm. and the matching sweater mm-hmm. and the hat ah. and the glasses yes. and my boyfriend did like my boyfriend picked such a great shirt that was so basic that when we went to breakfast just coincidentally, the guy sitting next to us was wearing the same pattern, like the same, like that buffalo print, like mm-hmm. plaid that mm-hmm. like everybody in Denver wears. So, uh, yeah, so I had my very, but in true like hipster fashion, like we are, we didn't go to like Starbucks like we should have. Sure. We went to some like little hipster yeah. coffee joint mm-hmm. that only had uh, a sweet potato pie or sweet potato pumpkin spice latte. So I. <laughs> Sweet potato spice latte or whatever uh-huh. it is. So I tried one of those and that one was delicious, yeah. but I've never had like the real deal from, you know, the box. Uh, the box. They, they, it's, it's just a sugar bomb is the problem. It is. I don't even like that shit. Yeah. No. And, and dairy doesn't do good things for my tongue. Okay. So what, why would I be playing with this? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. There's some. What about you? I love a pumpkin spice latte, but not from Starbucks. I used to love oh. all the holiday drinks from Starbucks. It like was such a fun unless, treat. In case, uh, unless of course Starbucks would like to sponsor our show, in which case we will only be drinking <laughs> from Starbucks. Hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've yeah, big fan of Starbucks over here in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> we love our local Starbucks corporation chain. Um, But we do have lots of little local coffee shops here. And they, like, make these pumpkin spice lattes in the most subtle, beautiful, artisanal way. And I'm there for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then charge you eight dollars for it when the when the bill came for how much? Or I was like six ninety five, and I got the medium. What? I couldn't believe it. It's like, and I didn't even have to ask for whipped cream. So oh I'm like, what the God, heck? six ninety five in this wow. economy? I can't believe it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> Ugh. 
Um, well, you know, talking about holiday drinks, we can transition into our holiday episode, right? I am so excited for this because I feel like this is a very... This is the podcast that maybe I needed and never mm-hmm. had or wish I had years ago. Uh, one of the th- most common uh, things that my friends hit me up, like, you know, when my friends are like, hey, can I talk to therapy Sarah for a sec? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the most common subjects is how to handle families or just going home around the holiday time. So that is what we are going to unpack, the before, the during, and after of how to handle holidays with the fam. Yeah, love it. It's uh, it's also, I agree, it's, a, it's the holiday podcast that I wish I would have had a long time ago, but... It's also like the most triggering for me as a podcaster <laughs> to talk about it. Oh, okay. Just because I have like lots of feelings about going home for the holidays. And I've been in Portland now away from home for 17 years. So I've had 17 different holiday seasons where I had to make a choice of what am I doing? Am I going back down to LA? And I've made all the choices a person can make. <laughs> So, okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, about those choices, about maybe like the early days of mm-hmm. so I can imagine that you had a family dynamic where it was a little bit chaotic or tumultuous or everything kind of came to a head around the holidays as it so often does or what was going on? Yeah. I mean, part of the reason that I moved away from home was just to like get away from the family Um And it was, at first, it was kind of like, who am I outside of my family? Because I am a very specific Mm -hmm. person inside of it, and that's how everybody looks at me. And I don't think that's who I am, actually. So when I left to go to Portland, I moved to Portland, nobody knew who I was. And I was like, let's find out who I'm going to be friends with and what I'm going to do and how my personality is going to develop. So I didn't, so the first holiday, I didn't want to go back home because I was like, I'm still finding out who I am. So it wasn't even so much that, like, there was anything horrible that was going on. It was just like, I'm still trying to figure out what my identity was. So Mm -hmm. I had to say, no, I'm not going home just because I don't feel like it. (laughs) Like it was just, you needed that time away to kind of develop your own identity outside of how your family. And I think a lot of times when you say no to going back home, your family is like, why, why would you do that? You must have an amazing, like huge, ridiculous reason or something like what's going on here. But it was the first time I was just like, cause I don't feel like it. And which was like a really big growing opportunity for me that felt really good, but I felt so much guilt. Have you felt like really guilty before for like not being with family on holidays? Oh, you know, it was almost, so I think in this situation, it was like my mom was kind of like you in this situation mm. where my mom did her own thing and she kind of separated herself from the family mm-hmm. because that's what she needed to do for her. And she had a more, I think the holidays were a really difficult time for her growing up. You know, mm. there's, there's this expectation of what the holidays are going to be like from everything Mm -hmm. from freaking books we read to what we see on tv to like every story about like christmas or anything ever (laughs) you know and i my mom definitely did not grow up in a family like that Mm -hmm. they were this was like a a, uh 
you know, her parents were divorced at a time when not many people were divorced. Um, you know, she was just, it was a very abusive home. Mm. So I know that the holidays for her brought up a lot of pain and like a lot of like, I don't want to be involved in this. And my mom did a, a, a good job of giving us our own kind of holiday, but it was never with like we didn't have those big holiday family holidays and big like everybody goes to this person's house. You know, my mom would do things like, um, you know, back in the day, Mammoth Mountain used to have free skiing, free ski passes. You'd ski free on Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. So she'd like go up and get a cabin for us. And then we would go skiing for free on Christmas morning mm-hmm. instead of like opening gifts and stuff like that. So she would make it special apart from um, the, fa- you know, the family and stuff like that. So naturally, as we got older, because that wasn't kind of like being nomadic was our like holiday tradition. Mm. So everybody did their own thing. And we, it's been a long time since we've even had a holiday, mm. like years. I can't remember the last time where everybody was even in the same country mm. for the holidays. Wow. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's, it's crazy how we all have like such different experiences with holidays and yeah. what they represent. And for, I, it's, it's interesting because like my family, when I grew, was growing up, holidays were really important and it represented togetherness and connection. Um, but I silently never really felt super connected to them. It felt like they were all connecting with each other and I was singled out. Um, maybe like sometimes cause like I wasn't the one with the partner or I wasn't, mm. uh, I couldn't afford gifts or I couldn't, there's always like something, or I just sort of like felt like no one was really paying attention. We were asking me what I wanted to eat or to bring or something. So it like for my family, it represented togetherness for me. It represented like, I feel on the outside I'm alone. Yeah. So when I moved yeah. to Portland, I was just like, I'm going to, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to go back and experience being isolated and not being connected, but they experienced it as like, look at this fucking asshole. Like <laughs> he's rejecting right. us. I can't believe he's doing this. What a turd, which only made us even more disconnected. You know, so like there's like a misunderstanding of what each person really wants. There was a misunderstanding on the first holiday when I left for Portland. And there's been so many more misunderstandings for every for the 16 years following. Uh, So now it's just like it's this very loaded uh, time of the year that even if I and I have gone back a handful of times when I do go back, it seems like it's a bad choice for me. Uh, That is such a hard one that mm-hmm. whole going home mm-hmm. you know like this is this is this was a a phrase that going home that that was kind of put in quotation marks or like mm-hmm. capital g capital h <laughs> when you're talking about it because it's a real thing that happens when people go home that we kind of revert to this old behavior mm-hmm. when we're in familiar envi- environments and if that's an identity or like a part of you that you've worked hard to separate yourself from or to like develop away from the family mm-hmm. and then you go home and you fall right, even just being in an environment that like, oh, this is the house that I grew up in, mm-hmm. you'll start acting in like the same way. 
And then we get those awful feelings about the feelings where it's like, what, why am I doing this? I, I, I'm better than this. I can't believe I'm falling into these old patterns of behavior. I, I worked so hard to get out of this. Those are the ones that always drive me crazy. <laughs> I revert back to my like worst adolescent self whenever <laughs> I visit home. And it's exactly right. I'm just like, I'm watching myself being like, why, why are you acting this way? This is so bonkers. But also like, there's another part of me that's just like, you are so justified. These people are horrible. Like, <laughs> <You're right. laughs> so, um, yep. I understand why it's like hard to connect with me over the holidays because I'm just triggered the whole time. And every single time, Every single time I've gone back to visit the, to visit home during the holidays, I've gotten a plane ticket to leave earlier. I'm just like, I will okay. spend whatever money I need to spend in order to get back to Portland because Portland feels like home. So mm-hmm. it's sort of, so now one of the questions I ask myself before I go or before I make a decision is like, what feels like home? Uh, and, oh, what a good question. You know, and if, if I want to be quote unquote home for the holidays, then that might mean staying with my girlfriend or staying with my wife when I was married or um, staying with friends and doing that whole thing or, or just being alone. Or even being by yourself. Exactly. Yes. I was by myself Thanksgiving last year and I mm-hmm. got invited places mm-hmm. and I said, you know, I just want to do my own thing. I made myself all of the meals that I wanted to make. I said I did the tablescape just for me for what? I will happily post these photos of my one person Thanksgiving and I was totally fine with it. Yes. So it's kind of like decide, decide what the goal is before you get there too. Like if you do go home to visit your family or if you do go with friends or be by yourself, like what is the goal? What are you trying to get out of this? Um, And try to stick with it. It's easy to kind of like get triggered. And that's another thing. It's just, you know, we're talking about getting triggered. What are your triggers? And when do you get triggered? How do you, how do you know you're starting to get triggered? And what can you do to take care of yourself? But deciding what the goal is, is a really big, important thing to do. I love that you said um, uh, you were talking about kind of like, what is home to me? Mm. And like, before you go, you remind yourself what is home. You know, I love a good old affirmation and just like a quick little, like one sentence, spend some time coming up with, and it, it can be something that gets you out of the moment. If you get like emotionally flooded and you feel like you're just in it, like with the family, it can give you a moment to take a step back. It could help kind of like ground you and root you in what's really important. Mm -hmm. So I think even before, you know, you go back home, coming up with a little affirmation that's about something that's important to you. Like for you, it might be, I'm here for the holidays, but home is Mm -hmm. my house in Portland. Mm -hmm. And these people and whatever it is, or like, I like, a, um, you know, this is temporary or everything is you, you love these people. Everything is rooted in love, whatever makes sense for you. But coming up with like a little one sentence that you could write on a piece of paper. And then Mm -hmm. if you're feeling overwhelmed, you just go into the bathroom and you pull out the little piece of paper and you look at it. These things help. Yeah, they really do help. Those affirmations or those goals. Like I have decided that I am going to be going down to LA 
uh, in November. And the reason, the goal is because, like, I want to connect with my little brother. That's it. Mm. I love my little brother. He's a sweetie. He's amazing. He's my favorite family member. He has a new wife who's, like, lovely and fantastic. And I just want to spend time with him and his wife. That also means I'm going to have to be spending time with other people that are incredibly triggering. But if I can, like, focus back on, like, I'm here to be with my brother and do that. And then I'm going to go ahead and, like, go for a walk if I get triggered. I'm going to, like, call a friend. I'm going to do some deep breathing. But I'm going to keep on reminding myself that I'm here to connect with my brother. If I don't remember to do that, then I'll just be triggered and I'll want to leave early. And I won't even remember to, like, connect with my brother. You know what I mean? Right. Those other things, those like survival, mm-hmm. like that brain will take over yes. and you just go into reactive mode rather than doing the things that you want to be doing yes. and being more active with your intention while you're there. Yeah. There's also, I didn't have to think about this the last couple holiday seasons because of the pandemic. Hmm. This is a big one. You know, I've, I've been hearing, especially from my friends who are moms, who are, mm-hmm. um, you know, people who often have a lot of things on their plate around the holidays, mm-hmm. uh, both literally and figuratively, <laughs> uh, that there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of like expectations of even like, you know, I, 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 I'm sure this existed before social media and Instagram and everything like this, mm-hmm. but this whole idea of the like, holiday table has to look a certain way and has to be a certain way Mm -hmm. and everybody's got to have the matching fucking sweaters and all this like the amount of pressure that people I, i mean i did this when i was married and i like i would put this extreme pressure on myself to have like the perfect looking christmas tree and all the presents were wrapped perfectly and it was like the these things that weren't really important, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. attaching a lot of importance to and and saying, like, it won't be a good Christmas unless it looks this perfect way, mm-hmm. which, of course, is total bullshit. Total bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So going in with that awareness is really important. Uh, what matters? What yes. is important? Yes. Togetherness over perfection well hold on before we dive into like what to do during the holiday um i want to talk about feeling stressed and maybe feeling a little less stressed hello (laughs) with uh next evo's natural stress cbd complex i know that you're a fan and Mm -hmm. um i think this is kind of like the perfect episode to talk about feeling less stressed and doing like all the things (laughs) outside the box (laughs) this is like in your survival kit yes for sure Mm -hmm. you know little help in taking the edge off (laughs) little cbd little ashwagandha for relaxation yes (laughs) all in a lovely gummy form (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So if you're feeling worried, because a lot of times we talk about like coping skills and breathing and doing math in your head or doing puzzles or like reaching out to a friend or doing whatever you need to do, especially in our last episode when we're talking about anxiety. But this is kind of like a cheat code, right? Like if you really just sort of like want something that can make you feel less stressed. Also, like I've said before, it helps me. It helps me sleep really well. So that if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm able to fall back asleep. I can personally, I wake up and I feel refreshed. I don't feel like any like weird after effects or anything. Mm -hmm. So I love it. 
Mm-hmm. And if you want to get to the root of the stress with uh, with the CBD complex from Next Evo Naturals, you can get 25% off your subscription of orders of $50 or more by using the promo code CHANGES at nextevo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com. Promo code is CHANGES, as in this changes everything. So Love it. There's a little, there's a little help for you all. Yes. Oh, God. That's so great. You know, like... There's this temptation to just take the whole entire <laughs> bottle with my family. Will that help? Will that solve everything? Oh, I don't know. It won't change the system of your family or like the dynamics, but yeah. maybe you'll be able to tolerate That's it just true. a little better. Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. So, yes. Yeah. So now let's dive into how we can manage. So we have a little bit of like ideas on how to prep before getting our mind right, setting some boundaries, deciding what the goal is, recognizing triggers. Now you're there. Maybe you couldn't escape. Maybe you weren't somebody who was able to say, I'm going to have holidays on my own. Or maybe you just wanted, you had a goal of like, uh, you know, connecting with your younger brother Mm -hmm. for the holidays. Mm -hmm. But now you got to deal with putting up with everybody else. (laughs) I think I go, how do we handle this? I go into these holidays with expectations, even if I feel like I don't have expectations. Um, yeah, it's your brain's job to do that. <laughs> right. Um, but if I can really be thoughtful about dropping the expectations and being like, okay, I'm just going to allow everybody to like celebrate in their own way, right? What are you thinking, Sarah? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking expectations may be another one of those therapy words mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that maybe we could define or give some examples of Mm -hmm. in the same like an expectation you may have for somebody Mm. that you may need to drop Mm -hmm. what are some of these expectations that you can like can think of uh you know i have expectations that i'm going to be greeted in a really warm way When I, okay. I'm going to like walk through the door and they're going to be like, we haven't seen you for so long. Like, come and sit. Tell me how you're doing. Tell me about your life. What's new? That's my expectation. That's my desire and want and slash need. That's probably not going to happen, Sarah. Like, I'm going to walk into a chaotic environment. Like, they're going to be cooking. There's going to be like fights. There's going to be football. And, and I'm not going to be like, you know. Uh, greeted in the most like sweet loving way but i i want to and those are my expectations even if i'm trying to like not acknowledge them you know what i mean absolutely i mean think about that that here you are you're you're going you're driving up there you have the expectation everybody's and who doesn't that's like what Mm -hmm. we of course want Mm -hmm. that need and you open the door and it's not like that because of that expectation we're instantly going to feel already disappointed, mm-hmm. let down, which changes. You you enter a room feeling disappointed and let down before you've even greeted your family. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed that's going to change your first interaction you have with them. That's going to then. Mm-hmm. Now I'm feeling rejected, neglected, not special, not important. I just made this trek from Portland during the holiday season. It took a lot of money or time or planning, and nobody's acknowledging it. Nobody cares is what it feels like. <laughs> uh, that's going to so how could you change? How would you be able to change that expectation even before, like, like re- this is like real life live fire situation? You're you're going up to the door. What would the thoughts that you would try to have 
instead of those expectations? How would you like challenge that to have an awareness? I, I think that I'm what I'm going to do, and I'll report back <laughs> about like how it works. I am going to be the one that's really warm and loving. Like I want them to do that, but I'm just going to like instead of like waiting for them to greet me in a warm and loving way, I'm going to do that for them. I'm going to role model it. I'm going to make it easy for them to respond with, to me in a warm and loving way because I know that like there's a part of me that's also setting them up to fail. Like I want them to love me. Totally. But I'm not going to make it super easy or obvious for them. Maybe this is my adolescent mm-hmm. shit that like is getting triggered when I go down there. Yes. So I need to kind of like put that away, be really thoughtful, behave in a warm and, warm and loving way and see if I can like create that environment. It might not work. Um, and I also have to kind of like, I know that like, I don't know. I was going to say this might be too deep, but we're, this is a therapy podcast, whatever. There's also like this childhood wound of feeling like I was never like loved or cared for in the way that I really wanted. So that's not going to be solved during Thanksgiving 2022. That's going to be, right. that's going to be solved in my therapist office and maybe doing family therapy or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but so there's like this child inside of me that wants to be loved in the way that it was never loved before. That's so much pressure on a family that was never able to do it in the first place and still probably can't do it now. Uh, I just want to say for the listener, Sarah's making the best empathetic faces I've ever seen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and if I was like your client, it would just be so healing, the, oh. the expressions you make. Because well, I can feel that little yeah. like kid Jeff and you know I think that's something that so many of us feel that we put that's such a good thing to talk about of this expectation that this wound is going to be healed in that moment and I think it's like a real reminder that we have to be that loving parent and that supportive nurturing like we can't forget about that child Mm -hmm. yeah you can still give that child a hug in that moment Mm -hmm. in your mind Right. Or with your own arms in the bathroom or in (laughs) public. Who cares what people think? And just give that, like recognize that and just notice that child feeling that hurt and being like, and that's when those affirmations are good of like, your family is back home in Portland, your friends Mm -hmm. who love you unconditionally and are there for you and who will greet you warmly and, you know, and embrace you when you walk in the door are there. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's a, mm-hmm. it's a, that's a good point is that like, I have to, I don't have to, but if I can, I can try to like reparent myself in that situation yes. and give myself the love and the warmth and the care that I, yeah. that I'm really looking for. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a triggering <laughs> time for a lot of people. I, uh, I do want to say though, that like for some people, it's just lovely. <laughs> I- I, I don't know about these people or this life. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm so, you know what? Actually, I might have an opportunity to see that because I am going to be spending the holidays with my boyfriend's family mm-hmm. down in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I'm so excited. They are a loving, warm, kind, healthy family mm-hmm. with, like, just your regular stuff. It's lovely. <laughs> Love to hear that. Yep. Uh, and like the biggest problem we have is like the amount of Tupperware containers we're going to need for the amount of food his mother is going to give to mm-hmm, us when we leave. Mm-hmm. That's a great problem. I am so excited about that. Love that problem. That problem. Mm-hmm. Other problem I may run into. Yeah. I'm a gift giver. Oh. And, and 
it's not like they they don't it's just they're the ones who give mm. i'm running into like it's gonna be mm -hmm. i'm the one who like makes the meals and like here i brought this and then that's what his family provides so i'm like what do i do so i am going to take on the role of the cleaner upper <laughs> I've decided that that is how, since I even like, I, I said to Eli, I'm like, so like it, if we, you know, we're going to be there for like a week, like, if, and you know, I don't want them to be like picking up the tab every time we go out to dinner. Like, can I like buy dinner one time? And Eli was like, oh, you cannot do that. That will, my dad will be not happy if like, you know, he's like, maybe together we can like take him out to dinner or something, but you can't just go and like give the waiter the credit card before, you know, so I just, okay, I can't do that. Then I got to do like some acts of service. Mm. Like, so I have a plan for my role mm -hmm. before I go in. That is, that is how I'm going to, I don't know, be the observer in this different Sarah, situation than what my family's like. Yeah. I support that. I think that you've like come up with a good plan of like, how can you show your love through gift giving? Yeah. And, but also it's an opportunity for you to just sit back and receive, right? Oh my yeah, which is something that you want, which is something that you're looking for, even if it feels uncomfortable. Totally. And I imagine they want to give you all this stuff. I literally cry at every family gathering we have <laughs> because I tell his mother how grateful I am for this opportunity to like be here and like do all this family stuff. And I love the traditions like so much. Mm -hmm. And so like she's a crier and I'm a crier. And then Eli's like looks over at the two of us like in the corner and goes, are you two crying? Oh, for Pete's sake. Like, oh, here we go. Like, because mm. I can't help it. I just like, I love it. I love the family togetherness. It's like stuff I, because it ha it wasn't something I got in the most traditional way mm -hmm. growing up. It's something I really crave mm -hmm. and want to create in my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love this for you. You deserve it. Thanks. If but yeah, I'm really big into traditions and things. Are like you? That, so. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you if you do struggle and you're having you're feeling like really triggered in a holiday situation, one of the things that you can think about doing is just like finding an ally, finding a friend, finding somebody yes. in there that you feel like you can be like the most connected to, because then at least you're not alone, and you can like mm -hmm. look at the rest of the family and be like, can you believe these? People like what is going? I, I can't believe I'm related to them, sort of thing. If you have a person, sometimes it just takes the eye, look, the the yes. big eyes. Yeah, you could do it. You could say it all with your eyebrows from across the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, if there's not a person, you can try to find a dog or a cat, with some sort of like sweet little fur baby that you can hang out with. Um, yes. So that's another thing that that in the same way like an affirmation or just like taking a moment to to ground yourself that kind of takes you out of being in it mm -hmm. you know sometimes like it it can can suck you out of that that i don't know old way of behaving or those those old coping strategies or whatever those old feelings that come up yeah. And it just kind of like pulls you out. Yeah, find a, a dog, a cat, have a little conversation with them. Uh huh. Something soothing. Oh cause... And they can like mm -hmm. take away some of that in, that that build up energy too. They really Animals can. are great. Yeah, at that. they're healing. And then they always shake afterwards, which there's something to that. I don't know, but science will figure that out someday, <laughs> I'm sure. 
there's a, a lot of times like my nervous system is like on high, right. Or on alert when I'm, when I'm down there. I don't, I don't think I can ever, I haven't really experienced a time where I can just sort of like feel incredibly grounded. So I have to keep on Mm -hmm. thinking of things that I can do in order to ground myself, finding a person, going for a walk, getting some space, getting out of the environment is real, is really important. And also picking your battles, which is a cliche thing, but it's so, so important to do, right? Because so many times, you know, we said this in the relationship episode in the very beginning, mm-hmm. um, how there are some fights that you're never going to solve. They're mm-hmm. the unsolvable fights. Mm-hmm. These exist in families as well. You are not going to solve the problem that you and your little brother have been fighting about since you were 12 years old. You know, you're not going to, a lot of times, I mean, and as we've really realized in the past few years, families could have different uh, uh, political views, different like morals and values and things like that. And so recognizing like you may not be able to change, probably won't (laughs) be able to change people's ideologies, views, things like that, you know, over the course of a, a, a holiday weekend. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I th- it's a good point. It's those oh like, gosh. it's those perpetual fights that will always be there and have big differences that you're not going to be able to do anything about. So the, you know, and also something to like keep in mind if you really do want to go for it and you're just like, fuck it, I'm going to burn this place down. Yeah. If you do get into a fight with somebody about politics or what's going on in the world or whatever, and you cause them to be defensive, it makes them dig in even more. Right. So you're going to like 100%. They're going to like stick into their, they're going to be even more attached to their belief and you are as well. So if you really want to try it, you can like go ahead and try to be really curious and interested in what their view is. I highly do not recommend doing anything like this. Like just like stay away from the topic. (laughs) Totally. But if you're going to get into a fight, you're going to cause them to be even more dug in and it just sort of like feels very pointless. Um, so I see a lot of baiting that people do. I see that when I'm even, you know, as somebody who has not had the, um, the family, you know, holiday plans of like my own family, I tend to be the one who comes to other people's family Mm -hmm. events, you know, and, uh, uh, in the past I like watch people just set traps Mm. for Mm -hmm. other members of the family where I'm like, why on earth would they bring that up right now? You know what that's going to do. (laughs) And you can't say anything. I'm just like the, you know, oh, I know what this, I I just saw them light the fuse on the bomb yeah, and I just like slowly back away because it's about to go (laughs) off. But yeah. So recognizing that like you you are responsible for your part and there is going to be that that temptation that little like it almost feels to me like a bubble that comes mm. up like this like bubble through like i don't know some tar pit that just like bleh, pops up of this thing <laughs> that i have to say and if you can just have the awareness to just swallow that down and not say that thing <laughs> and just go okay let it go and i try to find common ground Let's find something. You know, I'm not going to connect with my 
you know, whoever, my aunt on political issues or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But I do know that we both like, I don't know, some Netflix show that mm-hmm. I can talk to her about or whatever it may be. And so find that common ground. If you have to talk about the same boring thing all weekend to avoid a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I encourage you to do that as well. One of the things that I do is that, like, I think about, I connect with the future me that's going to be on the plane flying back to Portland, looking back Mm -hmm. on my behavior and back on, like, the decisions that I made. And I want to feel proud of myself. I want to, like, love that. Look back on all those possible times that I could have been triggered and exploded and got into a fight and be like, but I didn't. I like held it in or I took higher ground or I found some common ground or whatever it is. Um, and all, all this being said, I am horrible at this and I'm going to get into <laughs> like at least half a dozen fights. <laughs> it is so, so difficult for me to hold back in these situations. Who is the family member who like, is it, is it your sister? Yeah. Cause it's like the same. Yeah. It's my brothers for me. Cause like they, they suck me into being like I fight like I'm 15 yes, again. Yes, and also my sister is a good fighter, so it's a good battle. So there's something almost like just entertain or, or fun or exciting about it. Like if I get into a fight with uh-huh. my dad, like he's got no skills, so it's just like that was over quickly <laughs> and this is stupid and now we hate each other. But with my sister, ooh, <laughs> we've been going at it for 41 years. You know, like yeah. Yep, it's a dance you guys have learned. It's a real dance. So, yeah. um, how the, uh, I will not be seeing her, though, this holiday season. She's going to be, like, with us, this other part of the family, and I'm going to be with the other part. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're not going to cross paths, which is smart for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. it's there's There's nobody who doesn't have... I mean, if you, if you are in a relationship Mm -hmm. in some way, which we all are, there are problems, conflicts, issues, the triggers, like this is just what happens when you get different people together, when families come together. Yeah. In the end, I'm trying to like access my wise mind and just sort of watch and be an observer and witness what's going on. Um, I'm not going to be able to do that 100% of the time, like I said, but I'm going to be able to do that maybe a little bit more than I was last year or something. You know, like I'm just trying to find improvement. You know, so I, I, I often tell clients like, yeah, it's lonely on the high road. Mm. Like you got to take the, the, you have the awareness sometimes when we, you know, put work into raising our emotional intelligence and growing we will then surpass the emotional intelligence of our parents or those around us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think of it as like, we're in emotional high school and they might be in emotional kindergarten Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't be like, Oh, well, you don't know algebra to like a kindergartner. Mm -hmm. If you were in sixth grade, you have to be kind of like understanding, but that is so hard to do. And that can feel really like, I don't know, like frustrating and, like to have to take the high road. Mm-hmm. So tell me what you think about this. Yeah. I feel like there's this little bit of like, kind of like that, that, that Jeff on the plane home mm-hmm. who feels this little sense of satisfaction, mm-hmm. this like 
maybe a little air of superiority i would like of that's maybe i'll i'll say that for myself of like this well they can't do it but look at how i was able to rise above it Mm -hmm. and sometimes that is the reward like i i try to like frame that as like the reward even though it feels like it's like this uh, yeah it feels like you you, know what i mean you're being competitive you're being like you know, egoic about it or something. There's like, yeah. But if that's what helps you make good decisions in the moment and you can turn that into like, I feel proud of myself. Um, as long as you're not like condescending towards them, all that you're like silently being condescending and that's fine. (laughs) Okay. That's what I, that's what, that was always my gut feeling of like, I just sort of like, just enjoy that. That feeling is like your, your little reward for it. But there was a part of me that's like, is that, Yeah. 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 Totally. It's fine. I think like, is it, yeah, because it feels like a little egoic, like that is it that, that, Uh but like, right. If you're not being condescending and you're just, I I would say it's the same as like, if you were to score a hundred percent on a test and everybody else got a 50, like there'd be a part of you that'd be like, Mm -hmm. I'm so smart. (laughs) They're a bunch of dummies and that's okay. (laughs) And I'm going to go home and talk to all my friends and they're going to be like, you are fucking amazing. Like you're the best one, you know, like they're going to feed that and I'm going to feel really proud and really seen and by all my friends and, and yeah, Yeah, I'm good with that. There's the, the, but the point that you make about like emotional kindergartner versus like emotional high schooler is an important one to keep in mind and it's tricky because a lot of times like you're the one that's more emotionally evolved than your parent and you want your parent to be a fucking parent (laughs) who's just as or even more emotionally evolved as you right so there's like a real disappointing feeling of look i'm the fucking mature one here like this sucks you know it is awful and then the parent is thinking in their mind, what do they know? They're only <laughs> right. fill in how many years old. I swear my mother will say that until the day she is dead. Ugh. I don't know how many letters I can get behind my name <laughs> where I'm like literally an expert in this subject. And she'll be like, what do you know? You're only 37 years old. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. I guess, so <laughs> give up. That Parents are going to be parents. I'm always going to be your baby. It's sure. always going to be like that. Yeah. And and she's right. There's always going to be stuff I don't know because I am don't have the years. But I guess. When it comes to emotional intelligence, <laughs> sometimes we do know. And, and isn't that the goal? Like our, mm-hmm. you know, our parents. And if you were, I'm sure, to ask a parent of a younger child, would you like one day your child to be more emotionally aware than you are and have different emotional skills and be able to, to recognize it? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I would definitely want that. Good point. Exactly. Just not being used against me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the aftercare. What to do. Yes. You got on the plane. You're going home. You're yeah. headed back to your place. Um, what do you think people should keep in mind? So, you know, all, everybody's different. Everybody, you know, and we have those people, there are those people out there who they, uh, uh, get revved up and get energized from being around others. There are some people, you know, my ex-husband, we would come home from a family trip and he would immediately want to go hang out with all of his friends. Mm -hmm. That's what he needs. He needs, needed to like be with others and that, and people who, um, you know, he could be his authentic self with, I am exhausted 
after being around other people, especially after the holidays where I feel like it's almost like, um, like you're on for Mm -hmm. the whole time there. You have to kind of like, there's, and really you're doing a lot of work. There's a lot of mental gymnastics. If you're having this awareness we're talking about and you're doing these grounding exercises and you're taking breaks and you're petting the cat to like relax and chill out and, and calm down, then you're going to be emotionally drained afterwards and sometimes it can actually feel like you've just run a marathon like your your body's tired so if you feel like you need to take some time to just be by yourself or like decompress you it it makes sense that that you might need some time to isolate or whatever you need to do to kind of like feel refilled whether that's be on your own like spend some time just doing your own thing or connecting with friends and your chosen family, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the very first thing I want to do is talk to my therapist. Um, ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that. Yeah. Or just like give them the whole download and they just react in a way of just like, Oh my God, <laughs> like you are so good or you're so brave. You did so well. Your family's the worst or you know, just sort of like getting validated over and over yes. by my therapist is just so, so good. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. I'm going to schedule a session right when I get back. <laughs> I can see Jeff making mental notes, like he's like filling his calendar. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm going to schedule her for that. And... <laughs> I also love being the therapist for my clients when they come home. Like I am the best. Same. Yeah. It's, Same. It's a really good feeling being that person for mm-hmm. my clients. Um, and then to be able to see the ways that this, like I've had clients that I've now, I've had, uh, in the same clients through like multiple holidays right. mm-hmm. and being able to watch how they, ch- how they don't respond in different times or how like the, the changes that people make and like, yep, I didn't do it this time. And I was aware this time. And it's like, Oh, you get to celebrate with them. Yeah. It's so awesome yeah. to see people exactly. you know, put this stuff to use. Cause man, it's hard to do. And I always say, you know, you can practice all of this stuff that we talk about in therapy. Like, but until you are in the live fire situation, we don't really get an opportunity to really use these skills mm-hmm. and, and work on them and see how we react. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, exactly. There's kind of need the storm to to <laughs> yeah to like hone your sk- sailing skills. Yeah, there's some sort of like monk phrase when like the monks like they go and they try to get enlightened and then once they reach enlightenment they're told to go spend time with their family to see if it's like really (laughs) really happened for them uh just because it's it's the most incredibly challenging thing to do um so keep that in mind and uh and, and and you were talking to me before we hit record that the holidays don't have to stop when right like you can go home you can go do your thing and you can continue your holiday celebration in the way that you want yes you know i sometimes this is such a silly one but i have this like idealized like image of what like a holiday meal is Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes like there was a lot of stuff that was really like frantic or last minute like at my house or like you know the groceries weren't bought until the end and they were out of this so it's like the thrown together and i just like the good old traditional like how i like it and so if and what this really comes down to is like 
a need for control. I do understand this. <laughs> so, and then when my when my when I can't be in control of exactly what's on the menu, that makes me feel out of control. So I, I rather than panicking about that and feeling out of control in the moment, and then trying to regain control in unhealthy ways, I just tell myself, "We're gonna have our own mm. holiday meal next weekend." It's going to be perfect. Don't you worry. And then as I'm eating whatever, like if it's the situation where I'm like, oh, this isn't what I wanted, I'm using that time to then mentally plan my menu and all that. And it kind of gets me out of those feelings of like unmet expectations and disappointment. It's perfect. I love that for you. Yeah. 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 One of the things that I want to end with or that I like, you know, talk to my clients with when they come back and that we're going to talk to you about a little bit is... Remember how it felt so that you can be more informed next year. I think there's this sort of like holiday amnesia that we develop like over the year where we start to think like, oh, it's going to be fine or it's going to be different or it wasn't actually a big deal. Like, let me know. Like, as your therapist, I'll keep notes and I will remind you what it was like the last time you went and let that like inform your decision. And there's, there might be a part of you that feels guilty, like you need to go visit your family because that's what people do or societally, that's the pressure, whatever it is. Um, but think about how that went. Think about like the changes that you can make. Think if you want to like make different plans and let's be really mindful. Love it. You can always say no. Yeah. Cool. Well, we hope that this holiday survival guide helps you guys. Uh, feel free to write to Jeff or myself if you guys have further questions or anything you want here on this Change to Everything. And we will see you guys next time. Bye.